0: back to another exciting edition of the raving geeks it's me your co-host jordan hermony
1: and i'm steve team and your other co host and we're back for another week of some solid geek news and then we got a good topic for you today we're all caught up on rick and morty so we're going to break that down for you on this episode of the raving Geeks. <laughs>
0: over yet because we are recording this podcast before the Last Jedi trailer drops today during some football game.
1: One of the games. Question
0: mark. The big game. I don't know. The big game. Yeah. Yeah. Mark Hamill
1: tweeted it out tonight or today. Like, hey, Monday night football. Check it out. Last Jedi. So I'm a little on the fence. I really want to watch it. But at the same time, I kind of don't because I don't want like I want as little spoilers as possible.
0: But, I mean, I feel like the last trailer for Force Awakens didn't really reveal much, honestly. Like, I mean, you got your little, like, iconic, like, shots of, like, oh, hey, like, so-and-so is going to be in the movie. But, like, it still left you at least enough in suspense that, like, walking into that film you weren't like, oh, I know it's going to happen already. That's true. Although, I feel like you could kind of call Han's death from, like, a mile and a half away. big time. But... In news that has already dropped, uh, the Pacific Rim trailer dropped today, I believe it was, unless my Facebook feed lied to me and I saw a trailer from a couple days ago.
1: I saw it a couple days ago. So Did I, you? I think okay, Facebook my Facebook is just
0: lagging. sneaky and deceptive, but what did you think? Have you seen the first Pacific Rim?
1: I have. I really liked it. Okay. I acknowledge that there are only a few people in that movie who are actually any good, Idris right. Alba and like Charlie Day and Ron Perlman, and that's about it, but you just realize that you're there to watch robots- Monsters to death with a boat. And, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And this, this new one looks... I'm a little interested in what the plot's going to be because there were some Jaegers fighting Jaegers, and then there were some kaiju.
0: Yeah. I'm yeah. really, like, okay, in the very somewhat sort of end of the trailer, it's, like, John Boyega's character. That's how you pronounce the last yeah. name, right? Boyega? Anyway, so it's his character, and, and I'm it's pretty sure it's, like, really heavily implied um, that that is Stacker Pentecost's, Son, Stacker Pentecost being Idris Alba's character in the first movie. So he is um Rinko's stepbrother. Um, so he it seems like he's kind of taken over Idris Alba's role. Yeah, it's um I'm
1: pretty sure they they spelled out he was wearing like a dress uniform at one point because he's yeah. military, and it has like his name tag, it says Pentecost.
0: Yeah, so like there's a scene though where like it's his Jaeger with some girl in it that like we're not, we don't know who she is yet. And three other Jaegers, and it just very much so, for some reason, like, in my head, I was like, Power Rangers. But it was all, they were just, like, arm in arm together, they're like, we're going to beat some giant monsters. And it was like, okay, this is a little hokey. Mm-hmm. I don't know, the trailer, I want it to be good. I want it to be good so bad because sure. Pacific Room was such a good movie for what it was on its face, which was a movie about robots fighting monsters, which is what everybody loves in the end. Oh, yeah. But, I don't know, the trailer seemed a bit cheesy to me felt like the song choice was out of place, too. it was, like, this, like, weird, like, I don't know. Like, I didn't
1: even, I can't even
0: think of the song if you ask we- it was. this weird, I don't know, because I watched it before we came in to, to record today. It was this weird kind of, like, poppy rap song, mm-hmm. and I really was expecting, like, that, like, really hardcore, like, punchy symphony that we got before in the first movie, but it's also a trailer, so beggars can't yeah. be choosers, but I will hold my breath until March Figuratively, figuratively, not literally. Uh, but I really want this movie to be good. Yeah, so. I'm
1: on board. It'll be cool.
0: But speaking of movies that may or may not be cool,
1: we got another trailer for the Justice League, and I really enjoyed the Superman thing at the beginning because, like, he was. If you, well, should we do spoilers for a trailer? Doesn't matter. So at the beginning, <laughs> <laughs> at the beginning of the trailer, Lois Lane walks out of a house presumably the Kent house in Kansas. It looked Kansas. like the Kent house. And Clark is standing in a cornfield and I was like if this is how you show us that Superman is not dead, I'm going to find Zack Snyder and Joss Whedon and punch both of them. But
0: it, it was, was a... really corny until like
1: it, and then it was a dream and I was like, "Ha. Good. They will actually learn something from the dumpster fire of all the BVS trailers." But uh, yeah, we got more Aquaman and Flash, which I think are going to steal the show. Wonder Woman doing her Wonder Woman thing. Fighting. Already
0: proven to have stolen the show yep. in her own personal movie. I don't know. I thought it was because is the one thing that DC is always picked on for is, like, being too unnecessarily dark. Mm-hmm. And, like, literally there was a line in the film where it's, like, Diana and Bruce watching these, like, weird – I'm going to be the first to admit I know very little about Justice League. I'm kind of keeping myself in the dark so I can go in and be a little surprised, but – did watch this to prepare for today's episode and the the creatures that they were like showing, do those have a name? The parademons? Yeah. So like they were looking at those and Diana was like, oh, like this is something, something pure evil, like some random throwaway line. He was like, worse, it's like darker, like darkness. And I was like, that's that's so like <laughs> what you guys have been just criticizing and based for is just being like too dark. And I'm yeah. really hoping that like We've seen Cyborg in media before with, like, Teen Titans. We've seen um, Flash before a little bit. Um, He's kind of changed in different iterations. Obviously, you have, like, your Flash TV show. You have, you know, Flash and a couple different, yeah, cartoons. And then, granted, the cartoons. But we've seen Flash be also this kind of, like, funny, like, on his head type of person. And I know, oh, God, I'm blanking on his name. He was in Perks of Being a Wallflower, the guy that... Ezra Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. I always want to say Ezra Koenig, but that's not it. Um Ezra Miller has proven to be like a funny dude. I don't know about the actor who plays Cyborg. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything before. Me neither. But those two characters, especially I'm kind of hoping, are like these random stars that like nobody was really anticipating. Like just kind of keeping it light while everything is still pretty dark. Yeah. Although I know Cyborg's backstory is pretty dark very dark very very dark
1: (laughs) I think with with Whedon coming in for the reshoots I think he did redid a lot of the I don't know about a lot but there was some dialogue changed when he came in so it's I feel like it'll be more maybe not full-blown corniness of like the first Avengers film but I think he injected a little more lightness into it because this trailer was a lot more colorful than the other ones
0: right no well because you know how like In math, (laughs) two negatives make a positive. To me, this is like, I'm not a huge fan of Joss Whedon. His stuff in Buffy was pretty good, but I feel like he can be really, really corny sometimes. Zack Snyder can be really, really dark and like almost too brooding. And so I'm hoping like together they're gonna fuse to make a really good movie (laughs) instead of just one bigger ball of problems Um, and like (laughs) angst and corniness. The
1: biggest dumpster fire. Exactly. Yeah.
0: You got a small dumpster fire and a medium dumpster fire to make the king of all dumpster fires, which I still think that goes to Suicide Squad. However, yeah. you know, I'm really hoping that I'm not going to eat those words later and we're going to come back and be like, wow, Justice League was not just a dumpster fire, it was a dumpster volcano, and we're dying. <laughs> so, but speaking of things that are both funny and sad, serious, and very much so not, I have finally seen all of Rick and Morty's season three. She
1: did it. I did it.
0: So... That's what we are going to talk about today. That is our main segment. It's over. It's done. We don't know how much longer until season four. So what did you think, Steve?
1: Um, Well, story time for season three because it's like one of those where were you moments. I was at an ROTC thing and I was checking my phone before it started and I was on Reddit and it was like a Rick and Morty mentioned here and Rick and Morty mentioned there. And I was like, it's not back, is it? So I Googled it.
0: You're talking about when they dropped the when episode dropped, on, on April, April Fool's Day. Okay. Yeah.
1: So I was like, holy crap, it's here. So I texted all my friends and they, in all caps, with angry faces, it was something to the effect of, stop, you're lying, you're being mean, you're fake news. And it was real news and it was amazing. <laughs> the, f- the first episode is, pr- is still one of my favorites of the season. I really liked the Atlantis episode. Um,
0: the Atlantis episode was so good. That's probably
1: one of the better ones. The Beth one, and there, there are a few that stand out to me as really good. But I mean, overall, I think this season suffered from a bunch of rabid fans waiting a year and a half for more Rick and Morty. And then when it finally dropped, they weren't satisfied because we just built it up in our heads so much. So when it did come, like we laughed and enjoyed all all the episodes, but it was like, I want more.
0: Yeah. I heard, I don't know how much, how like founded that is, but I heard like. They took so long to decide on, like, the 10 that, like, they were going with that apparently they had other ideas, and then they had apparently, like, rushed to publish. Mm -hmm. I don't know how true that is, but I've heard that rumor kind of, like, floating around that, um, who is it, Dan and... Dan Harmon. Yeah, Dan Harmon and Phil...
1: Justin Roiland. Justin Roiland. Okay,
0: no, there's a third third guy, but yeah. So, Justin and Dan, I heard it took them, like, so long to kind of, like, settle on, like, hey, these are, like, the ideas that we want to tackle here is how we want to do it, that... Eventually, Adult Swim was like, hey, you guys gave yourself a time frame, and now you got to commit to it. Like, right. where are your episodes? And so a couple of the episodes that are pretty lackluster, I heard, are kind of a result of that. I don't know if that's true. But I will say, just for my quick story, um, I remember I was on a bus in Russia when season three, episode one, dropped. And it was really weird because Russia is eight plus hours ahead, so like... I was on my way to class, I think, for, like, my 9 a.m. like, speaking practice class, and it was, like, midnight here, so, like, right on, like, the stroke of midnight, I thought they dropped it, I mm-hmm. think, and so it was, like, uh, eh, like, 8.30-ish by the time I was like, oh, hey, I'm just going to scroll through my phone, and, like, I like Adult Swim on Facebook, and so it was like, oh, hey, like, here's our Rick and Morty episode one, whatever, whatever, and I was just on the bus, and I was like, I was like, what? It's happening. What? And so it was like, I was so mad because I could watch like the first 10 minutes of that episode and then I had to go into like a four hour class and I just sat there and I thought (laughs) about it the entire class. I was like, I could just go to the bathroom right now and just siphon the school Wi-Fi and finish it. Nobody would even know it's a four hour class. But I sat through the entire class because I'm a good noodle and I went back and I watched it and I was just like, oh my God. I was like, holy cow. It's here. It's here. Um, that being said, I felt like the season was really disjointed. I felt like there was like plots that they followed. So like obviously, Beth and Jerry getting a divorce was like the, pretty much like the main thing, and I thought that they were like really solid on that for the first, I don't know, couple of episodes where like they kept bringing it up, they kept touching on it, and like you knew, like Jerry and Beth getting a divorce, like whatever, because Jerry wasn't in as many episodes. Um, which kind of irked me a little because I know Jerry is kind of just like this like stupid like hateable character. But I think Jerry's, like, really funny because he's just so – like he's literally a worm. Like, yeah. in that one episode where, like, Jerry and Beth go to marriage counseling oh, yep. and it's, like, we – you were going to put you in these pods and see how your significant other sees you, like. And, like, Beth comes out and, like, Jerry sees Beth as, like, the xenomorph queen <laughs> <Yeah>. from Aliens. <laughs> and Beth sees Jerry as, like, a literal earthworm. I was, like, that's so funny, though. Um so I was a little sad that there wasn't actually, like, more Jerry, like, equal times. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of made sense. Um, but I don't know. There was just something really, like, integral, like, lacking. Yeah. And I thought we found it during the Citadel episode um, for, like, a hot second. And then we just, like, didn't talk about it again. Right. Which, I mean. It just kind of okay. dropped off. We keep kind of talking around the Citadel episode. The season's over. I feel like it's fair game that we can kind of, as long as we, you know, say, spoiler alert. We are going to discuss a little bit of an episode in detail here. Um, what is it? It's like the, Ricklantis the Rick Lantis adventure, something
1: like that. Yeah, um, it's like Tales of the Citadel is like the subtitle.
0: Yeah, so the episode starts with our Earth C one whatever Rick. 132. 137. 137, yeah. So it starts with our Rick and our Morty that we're so used to seeing, and they're like, oh, hey, like, we're going to go on an adventure. Just, and they're like very obvious about it. They're like, we're going to go on a very self contained adventure, like, just this episode, Rick and Morty, just this episode. And so they leave, or they go to leave, and a, and a Rick and a Morty come out, and they're like, hey, can we get your, uh, we want to, what is it? They're doing like a survey. Yeah, they're
1: they're going like a, door, a dimension to dimension survey. Yeah, from the, from the citadel.
0: And and they're like, oh hey, like we're trying to see which Ricks and which Mortys are interested in coming back to the citadel. Thought we'd you know ask you. And Rick's like, Yadingus, dingus, I'm the one that blew up the citadel. Um, so they say no. They go on the little self contained adventure. But then it flashes to the actual citadel, and we we the whole episode is seeing life on the citadel from the perspective of really no Rick or no Morty, like, we we flashed between a couple different Ricks and a couple different Mortys, um, and it was actually, like, that perfect mix of, like, weird, sad, and, like, you were almost a little, like, confused the entire time, mm-hmm. I don't know, I thought it was, like, really sad, like, the idea of, like, Rickless Mortys and, like, Mortyless Ricks and stuff like that, and I thought it was kind of funny, just, like, the riff on, like, Stand By Me, where it was, like, yep. they had the four Mortys that were all, like, really ugly, and like nobody loved them it was like a lizard morty a cool kid morty a fat morty and like a glasses, glasses morty, morty yep. and and they were supposed to be like the stand by me kids and i got such a kick out of that uh, And at the same time like they're they're having a
1: it's like training day and like yeah
0: training day to figure out being a, a morty for your rick and at the same time there's there's like a political campaign
1: yeah it's like a, there's like a presidential run there's a cop rick and morty there's the the simple ricks uh the simple Rick factory where they make like a cookie that contains like memories of a Rick. Who's like, they're like somewhere in the, in the multiverse, there's a Rick who just woodworks and he loves his daughter and we kidnapped him and make him relive that memory. And we put it into these cookies and it's like just this like minute little riff and it just like crushes your soul. It's It's so
0: sad. It's like a little Beth who's maybe like six or seven and she's like, Oh, I love you dad. And like, Though Rick is, like, crying, but he's also unconscious, and they're, like, siphoning that happiness, like, out of his memories and turning it into stuff that makes cookies taste really good, which then you kind of get that whole, like, wow, this is really messed up. Like, they are still just as crazy as ever. Um, And then there's a whole, like, subplot of they're trying to pick up President Rick instead of having, like, a council of Ricks this time around. That was kind of what they were, like, saying, right? I think so, yeah. And all of these Ricks are running – and then in the middle of all these ricks, a political Morty is running. And everyone's like, oh, haha!" Ha, like, Morty can't run. Like, it's so cute. He's even thinking that he can. And then it turns out he wins. Um, but it turns out that the Morty that wins is the same Morty from season one in that one episode. I'm doing such a bad job of describing it. That one episode where... Um, Bunch of Mortys get kidnapped, yep. and and they're all being like their pain is being used as like a shield for like this nefarious thing that this one Rick is doing. Anyways, it's the Robo Morty from the end of season one, which I thought they did a really good job of bringing that back because mm-hmm. I actually while watching the season was wondering about that. Yeah, like, oh, like when's Evil
1: Morty gonna show up? When's
0: Evil Morty gonna show up? When's Evil Morty gonna show up? And then my biggest thing that was not answered: Where the hell is Tammy? I'm so mad. I feel such like unresolved like hatred towards her cuz it's like oh you killed bird person on his wedding day like that's so sad and you killed squanchy like that's so sad and then they like mentioned well they think they mentioned Tammy once in the first one Yeah Tammy
1: was in the the post credits scene in the very first episode where she like makes like bird person Darth Vader Yeah it was like remember, like the
0: vulture from like Spider-Man yeah. homecoming that that never came back. Yeah.
1: We never got confirmed that Squanchy was dead, though.
0: That's okay. That's fair. He's
1: probably still out there.
0: He's probably still Squanching. Just squanching away. That, that son of a gun, probably still Squanching. But yeah, no, I don't know. If I had to rate this, like, if you sat me down in front of a 10-star rating system and held a gun to my head, probably say, like, a seven, seven and a half. Like, it was a pretty meh season for as long as we waited Kind of wanted to be blown away, but, like... I'd give it,
1: like, a seven. There were a lot of episodes that I really liked, and then there were a few that kind of dragged it down. And, yeah. Another thing that I don't like... It's not necessarily the episodes. It's the idiots who watch them. If you saw the news yesterday...
0: I have so many opinions on this, but keep going.
1: McDonald's brought back the Szechuan sauce for a day, and they only made, like, a thousand packs for, like, America. And all these cringy neckbeard edgelords... (laughs) Come out in force, and I like memes as the next as much as the next person. But when you have some idiot writhing on a floor of McDonald's with his shirt up like the Great Cornholio and yelling "Ree,
0: give me tendies!"
1: No, it's, that's where I draw. Is that line. really what happened? Yeah.
0: Like for real, for real. Like it that happened. is.
1: He jumped up on the counter, was screaming, "Where is my sauce for my tendies?" And then he. Read on the floor a little bit, and then Naruto ran out of the McDonald's.
0: So, I really don't like. I haven't seen that, and I'm actually trying to look this up on my phone right now it's because very cringy. I truly refuse to believe a real human being allowed and themselves. Like, to they do had that. to call,
1: like they had to call the police, and like they were pushing people back because all these idiots want their sauce. And like you know, McDonald's is going to do this again with more.
0: Well, you know, yeah, because it's a it's a
1: marketing kit, it's a marketing ploy, and they yeah. they saw how. How huge this fan base is! They're like, we'll do it for one day, just to just to get them excited, and then in like six months, we'll just release more. So we had to deal with the worst of the fan base, which makes the rest of us look bad. But yeah, that's kind of my my gripe. Guys, yeah. get off 4chan.
0: <laughs> well, okay. My my favorite thing is is that um on the couple of Reddit boards that I like kind of somewhat religiously browse, um they. There's been, like, this, like, ongoing riff of people who will, like, make fun of Rick and Morty fans by pretending to, like, be a Rick and Morty fan. Mm-hmm. Or, like, one of those, like, really cringe edgelords Rick and Morty fans where they'll be, like, uh, there's, like, a meme going around right now where it's, like, a picture of, like, Albert Einstein and a bunch of text that, like, accompanies it. And it's, like... It's like, oh, like I was in my class and I, I can't remember what it was exactly, but it was like, yeah. Then in the back of my class, I stood up and shouted, "Blah blah blah, dub dub," and no, none of the people understood it except for one kid who stood up and clapped, and that kid was Albert Einstein. <laughs> and I don't know why I think that's so funny. It's such a stupid, stupid meme, but I think it's like being self-aware enough to realize that like, this show is good. Don't get me wrong. And like when it first came out, I was like really happy, because I was like, wow, like, this is actually, like, something funny that can, like, delve into, like, stupid, like, fart territory, and then, like, like, just snap back to, like, this really weird, like, dark and somber type of, like, oh, okay, so that's how this is gonna be, and, like, really touch on, like, real emotion, but then, like, People are horrible. Yep. So that's all I can pretty People ruin much. everything. People truly ruin like, everything. Like, this
1: season is, like, a perfect example because you have an episode like the Atlantis one where it's, like, actual social commentary. It's like, is Rick and Morty talking about elections and police brutality and corruption? And then you have another episode where... It's obviously a bit that they know is going to become a stupid meme, like Pickle Rick. Oh my god, I guarantee I'm you, so
0: tired of Pickle Rick. I
1: guarantee you that, that Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland were sitting in their office going, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to make Rick become a pickle. And he's going to say, I'm Pickle Rick. And within like a month, everybody's going to hate it because all the dumb fans who follow our show are never going to stop saying it. And then they high-fived and they sent it off. <laughs> they married.
0: high-fived and their high-five made millions of dollars. At the end. But, I mean, yeah, no, that's pretty much what it is. Is I mean, and that's very them, though. Like, I've watched, like, interviews with them before um, where they'll do, like, an improv Rick and Morty episode, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much what it turns into is it's them being, like, just stupid. So I'm fairly sure, like, Pickle Rick probably came between, like, just a drunk screenwriting session, and they yeah. were just, like, riffing and and making fun of stuff, and then Pickle Rick probably, like, the, I'm Pickle Rick, like, came out of it, and they are like, that's good. We'll use that. We'll save it, which, like... In the context, it was actually kind of funny mm-hmm. where, like, he ends up falling down the sewer and, like, murders a cockroach and starts using its body to, like, yep. crawl his pickled form around. Like, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, the rat thing was kind of weird. The Russian thing was super kind oh, of funny. Oh, yeah, it just took a turn. Yeah, it took a really weird turn, and then they were all in therapy together, and I thought that, that got, like, really kind of, like, somber and, like, nice, and it was one of those, like, return back to... Um, kind of like normalcy, normal, like Rick and Morty where it's like, hey, we'll go really crazy and then we'll go and do like a commentary on what it's like to have your parents be divorced or something like that. And excuse me, I'm like hiccuping over here. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I just thought that was like such a better episode than just I'm Pickle Rick. Yeah. But like going into that episode, that's all I knew was just the Pickle Rick thing. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Ooh, I feel like this says a lot about who you are how you answer this what was your thoughts on them not doing another interdimensional cable and instead doing that like weird memory thing
1: i'm going to level with you i really like the interdimensional cable episodes i think the ads are super funny oh yeah even though it's just kind of like like and they mention it at the end of the Morty's mind blowers it's like do you know how many improvisational commercials we missed summer <laughs> you no. jerk but i I did enjoy it. It was a little different, but I was like, I'm just going to roll with it.
0: It was a nice breath, like, instead of doing the same thing. Like, it was funny the first time when they were like, oh, like, Interdimensional Cable 2, we're doing it again. Um, But I felt like it was really nice that they didn't go back to, like, the same kind of tired gag. But that being said, those, like, Morty memories could have definitely been a little more, like, improv. Yeah. And I felt like they were really rigid and, like, not totally funny. So it was kind of like a waste of an episode yeah. almost.
1: I, I got to agree with you, because what made the cable one so funny is the improv. And, like, it was just like, oh, this is a time that Rick did this, and, oh, he did another thing. Oh, he did
0: it again. Yeah, no, I still... I think my boyfriend and I's favorite thing to do back and forth is the Gazorpazorp feel. Like <laughs> yeah. one where it's like, oh, geez, Gazorpazorp feel, you're being really mean. It's like, you white bread, piece of milk, <laughs> toast, human garbage. Literal human garbage. And like, we'll just like riff on that, like when we're like fake fighting with each other. And I felt like there, yeah, I just felt like the. Morty, whatever it was called.
1: Morty's Mind Blowers. Yeah, or Morty's like Mind that.
0: Blowers. My mind was not blown. They were yeah. not very, like, schmeh. It was like, okay. I just really like how self aware that show is.
1: Some of them were good. Like the one where it's like, Morty, Morty, we're on a planet that gets negative 50 degrees. We got to get oh, yeah, inside b and They Bebo. cut out, they cut it's out like, like the Tauntaun thing. <laughs> it's like yeah. a giant, adorable, guinea pig helpful thing. Like, he helped us out. I'm sorry, Morty. This has to <laughs> he's be <gotta> done. to die. Sure. <laughs> he's and like, wait. We're on the wrong planet.
0: Yeah, it's like, wait, are we on like on Five or on Seven? And like, okay, that one I actually did kind of laugh. I was like, oh. get Aw. inside Bebo. I know, I was like, mm, Bebo, no. but uh, yeah, no. It I was just, all right. It was all right. The only thing that ended up being where I was kind of sitting back and I was like, huh, I hope they do something with that in the future. Was when they were doing, um, and you have to forgive me for forgetting literally all of these like names of episodes. Um, because I literally just power watched like the entire season between like last night and this morning. (laughs) Nice. So, um, what was it like the world enders?
1: Oh, with the Avengers one.
0: Yeah. Like the Avengers one, like how it was like saw with like drunk Rick and (laughs) like everybody ends up dying except for the one star chick.
1: Yeah. And she just kind of floats
0: off and like, that's never addressed where Rick's like Morty, if I had to be mad at everybody who killed me, like there's like 25 people a day. (laughs) Like you just got to learn to let it go. And so I'm wondering if she's just going to be, like, a let-go gag that they're just kind of like, meh. Like, that was funny. It just seemed really out of character for her to be like, Rick, I'm going to murder you. And then, like, the concert starts with, like, Logic, and she's just like, oh, I like Logic, and just, like, floats away. And it's like, I kind of hope that comes back. Kind of hope that comes back. I hope that we touch more on Robo Morty and what in God's name that means. And I want hashtag justice for bird person. Justice for bird person, yep. It's our hashtag for the week.
1: With that Avengers episode, I really like um, the making of. There was like an Adult Swim clip that they released like before the season even came out. And it was like they the tagline was like because Justin records these like while drinking. That's Mm -hmm. how he does the burps. He drinks like light beer and he burps. But they were like, okay, for this episode, we need Rick to get especially drunk. Oh, I've seen that one. So we're going to get Justin super drunk and record lines. And it was like the funniest thing in the world. And it ends with like Dan Harmon going, oh, I'm sorry. Do you have to wrangle Justin for the performance of a lifetime? Yeah, and I'm he's doing, so like, sorry. the world's tiniest violin it, thing That with his whole fingers. clip is just hilarious. He's, just, like, sitting there, like, drinking tequila, and he's like, oh, my God, what happens when we die? Oh my Do God. you guys hear voices, or is that just me? Yeah, <laughs> no, so okay, funny. I
0: thought that was really funny, and I was like, wow, that was, like, that moment where I was like, wow, Justin is Rick. Like, yeah. It's so he, funny. It was, yeah, no, and he was like, do you guys ever think about, like, when we die and where we go and if any of this even matters? And they're like, can you just record your line, please? <laughs> he's, like, having an existential crisis in this recording booth. He's
1: like, okay, do the shot, like, halfway through just to, like, get a little boost. He's like, okay, well, I got a few things to do, first of all. And he's yeah, like, and just, like, take like, his oh They're
0: like, no. <laughs> he, like, stops to, like, gag into a bucket and, like, keep recording. I feel... I truly wonder, like, if I had the ability to ask them, interview them, anything, I would just want to ask them, like, what's the worst hangover you've ever recorded with, <laughs> and what episode is that because of? I feel like it might be because of this one. Yeah. But, like, oh, my God. Like, I just feel like if you had to sit there, you had to drink for, like, every episode where you have to be, like, a little drunk or whatever, or you have to be, like, super blackout for, like, you were with World Enders, like... What kind of toll does that take on your body? Right. At what point are you just like, maybe we should not do this anymore? I just blacked out while recording. Like, shrug. But last thing to touch on, and then we will move on to our, our recommendations of the of the week. Um, the last thing, we were both kind of riffing on the fact that uh, the season ending is really poor. Poor taste. Pretty weak. Not poor taste, but just really weak, and especially up against something like last one, where Rick sacrificed himself for his whole family, yada, yada. And then we were left with this weird one with uh. It just,
1: like, reset everything.
0: The question of, is Beth a clone? Oh, yeah,
1: is Beth a clone? Is
0: Beth Beth, or is Beth a weird Beth? That's the question of the day, to Beth or not to Beth.
1: I don't know, because I feel like they could say that she's not, like they did, because Rick was like, Repeatedly saying, "You're not a clone. Don't get back with Jerry mm-hmm. just to like and but, like they even say in the episode, you would say that to a clone to prevent this from happening. So I feel like at some point in the future we'll get like just some like badass Sarah Connor looking Beth coming back and saying, I'm Beth. I'm back. But it could just be another Beth from another dimension
0: that too. Um the one thing that tips me off with me thinking that this is like not actual Beth. This is like clone Beth is two things one when Beth called Rick in a panic where he was like don't think about it too hard and like if you do you'll become self-aware or he said some weird line about being like mm-hmm. self-aware and how like if you became self-aware like you know if you became self-aware as a clone I'd have to come back and terminate you anyways and like she yeah. starts having like a breakdown like on the phone it's almost a threat like yeah like- <laughs> and so like you can't really read into that and you're like Ooh, okay like is Beth a clone and then also I just felt like she got back together with Jerry like super 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 fast where yeah. like it was like the very last episode where she's like suddenly we're back together again it was like okay it was like what what do the first nine episodes of this season mean then right. like nothing like especially coming off that really weird episode with Beth and her like playland <laughs> and her friend that like eats the like cr- the equivalent of like Muppet Care Bears like he's stuck in this weird dimension. It's I can't even literally describe it and still have this be like a PG podcast. It's very uncomfortable. It's super uncomfortable. It's like the King Jelly Bean of season three. <laughs> Do you remember King Jelly Bean? I remember King Jelly Bean. Oh, I wish I didn't. But <laughs> so all in all, you're saying seven stars. I'm saying about seven, seven and a half. Um, definitely watch it. If only to be able to tell people shut up the next time they yell, I'm Pickle Rick. So tired of that. So, so very tired of yeah. that. But uh, what we're not tired of is what we're reading, watching, and playing. So, Steve, you told me you played a copious amount of this game this past weekend. I
1: did. So, I had another ROTC function this weekend. And before I left on Friday, I started downloading the beta for Star Wars Battlefront 2 because I didn't pre-order it. And it was at about 80% when I had to leave. So, like, all weekend I was like, I better get back before it closes. I better get back. So, I got back yesterday at about, like, 2. And I played with some interruptions until like midnight and it was really good the the first battlefront i have serious issue with because they released it with like three planets and like only a few game modes it
0: wasn't finished and
1: yeah they literally released half a game and then ea was like hey check out all this dlc that you got to pay for and then i'll make it a full game and even with that which i didn't pay for because why would i Right. Even with that, you play the game for like three hours and then you've played literally everything there is to play. But with this one, even with the beta, it's all the eras. So it's the Clone Wars, the Galactic Civil War, and the, the sequel trilogy. So we played on Naboo, which is like um, Walker Assault or Operations, for those of you who are familiar with Battlefield 1, where it's like a moving objective and you have to capture new waypoints and defend new waypoints as the objective goes forward. And that was really cool because it's clones. And uh, the voice of the clone troopers from the Clone Wars is in it. The voice of the droids is in it. Uh, Sam Witwer, who voices Darth Maul, is nice. voicing Darth Maul. So we're getting more Clone Wars references, despite my theory that Disney hates the prequels. But um, so that's really good. Uh, there's like, it's more of like the combined arms stuff from Battlefield. So there's there's fighters in the sky and there's vehicles on the ground and there's troopers, which is really cool. And there's classes. And then there's a Starfighter mode where you're just flying around in X-wings, which is great. And then there's a mode on um, the planet where Maz castle is in The Force Awakens. And that looks really good, even for the beta.
0: It's... oh, I know this. No, I don't. I did. I was going to say Jakku, but Jakku was not that one. And then I thought it was Dakar. But I think that's where the Han, like the rebel base is. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's the forest one.
1: (laughs) It looks really good. And the gameplay was pretty similar to the first one they've changed some stuff around like the upgrades and the star cards all that has kind of been changed for the better i think my one complaint is that the progression system is flawed right now because it seems like you can only do it through like loot boxes and that seems really pay to win so that'll be an issue hopefully ea kind of moves away from that but they won't because they're greedy and that being said, all the con- all the new content will be free. So, like, new planets and new maps and new heroes, that'll all be free.
0: That was my biggest problem with Battlefront. Um, One, the one that they just re- well, just released. Yeah. The one before, my brother and I would play, and it was like if you wanted any of, like, the better characters, yeah. it was like you had to pay for everything, and it was like... And
1: it was like, hey, check out this sweet Rogue One content where you're actually in space. That'll be $50.
0: Yeah, no, and it's like... I paid you already, like, an exorbitant amount of money to get this game, to get a half-finished product. I want more yeah. than just, like, the three, like, really self-contained levels. So mm. this is making me super hyped yeah. and it's bringing me back to the original Battlefront 2. The OG the from, like, OG. 2004, 2005. Oh, my God. Watch those
1: wrist rockets.
0: Easily, easily the best game of our childhood.
1: It still holds up. I played it last year a oh, lot. Oh,
0: for real? No, I found my copy two summers ago, and my brother and I were playing it. Still a solid, solid game. It's very good. Um, So you played that yes. and you are interested in... Yes,
1: I'm I'm going to watch Blade Runner this week because I want to go see 2049. I'm assuming we'll talk about it at some point because it's like the inspiration for so many sci-fi movies that we watch and know. So I got to watch the first one. Hopefully I find a cut that actually like makes sense and isn't one of the bad cuts because I've heard 2049 is really good. So we'll talk about that at some point.
0: I know that that is, if it wasn't for the fact I'm literally just being pommeled with, or, uh, pummeled with uh, homework and, and like midterm related essays and things. I know Blade Runner was originally on my to-do list for this week. Same thing as you watching the original again and then going to go see the new one. Um, I recently, and I'm like way, way behind on everything. I saw It um, finally. Oh, yeah. I'm so behind. Have you? You've seen I've It, I've seen right? It, yeah. I actually thought it was really good. I thought it was good too. I, I liked am it. not I'm a huge horror movie fan and I have not been impressed by a lot of horror films recently. I think they're starting to get really cheap with It's always my like personal belief that like cuz human beings are like we're animals when it comes down to it. Like everybody has a fight or a flight mode. Mm. Um and like especially when you're confronted with like pop-up scares, like your natural reaction is like we don't roar like lions. We scream. Mm -hmm. Like that's like our just like human natural reaction or like to run or to physically fight. So like we do one of three things. And I always think it's super cheap when it's like, Oh, Hey, here's a weird jump scare, which I granted like it had a lot of jump scares, scares. but I also thought it was very like visually interesting too Mm -hmm. with, um, Stan, the the little Jewish boy, his fear of the painting and his dad's that office. That was the
1: worst part of the movie. That, that scared was, me so much. Oh my god!
0: And she had like the face that was like bent. It, it looked like uh, the Scream, uh, that really iconic painting. It looked like the Scream, only if the Scream had like razor sharp teeth like and rows really, of teeth, really, really, really tiny eyes, like like pinpricks. And it was really the one, like the part when they're in the sewer and the thing jumps that kid. And like, starts sucking on his face, like embeds the teeth, like into his head. One, I thought he was gonna die there. I got really, really freaked out because I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, granted, Georgie died. We watched his arm be ripped off, and and that one kid that went into the sewer after. um, Oh
1: yeah, that one was scary.
0: That one was yeah weird. But I was like, "No, you can't kill a kid on screen." And then I realized I was like, "That's all they've been doing this whole movie is Mm -hmm. killing children." So that was terrifying. Easily the weirdest part of the movie for me, though. Was the part at the very end where Beverly goes to confront it and she's like, I'm not afraid of you. And right before that, when Pennywise is like holed up in his little like carrot, uh, it's like traveling circus like thing mm-hmm. um, and it drops down and it starts playing music. It's super weird. And like he's dancing and he's doing this weird like his arms and his legs are coming up and down at the same time. Like he's a puppet, but... The way it's filmed is so eerie because it's the background is spinning and the camera is moving in time with him moving his arms and legs. His face
1: is so still. It
0: looks like he's physically coming off the screen, which to me really freaked me out because that was such an interesting and new way at like taking this, like really like bringing the viewers into this. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just honestly like kind of fell in love with that. The original it. I'm a huge fan of Stephen King. Um, I've read pretty much all of his books. Um, And just, like, being able to actually recognize it as, like, a truly scary force. Because, like, the book did scare me as, like, a kid. It's, like, the length of the Bible. I saw it the other day in, like,
1: a bookstore. I was like, this is how big the book is? Yeah, yeah. It's it's worth
0: the read if you can slog through it. Similarly to how, and this is, like, not in the same genre whatsoever. Similarly to how Les Miserables is definitely worth the read if you can slog through like a 100,000 million pages of just content. But uh yeah, no. I'm super excited for that. I'm super excited to see how they incorporate um, Beverly's little dream sequence where she was like, oh, I saw us in the future and we were fighting it. Like, I'm kind of hoping that that means we're going to get another one. They are. Um, yep,
1: 2019.
0: It's already confirmed?
1: Yep, it's chapter two.
0: Really? Okay, because I was really... Confused about how they were gonna do that if they were gonna cause like it comes every twenty nine years, which I also really like, kind of in like the meta idea yeah. of it on how like
1: the first one was released what
0: twenty nine years was it 29 ago, twenty nine years ago, yeah, like okay. to the day, like not to the day, but like to the month, like twenty nine years ago. Um, so I thought that that was really well done. I don't know if they actually planned that, but I thought that that was like a kind of neat, like little like hat tip. Yeah,
1: I think. Well, I think they changed it from the first movie. Cause like the the time between, cause like the first movie flashes between kids and adults through the whole thing, right? Right. Yeah. So I think that that movie has it like a set a certain amount of years, but then when it w- when they started to get the ball rolling for it to come out in twenty seventeen, they're like, "Oh, we'll change it to."
0: I think in the original novel though, because it's been a while since I've read it, but it was either like twenty seven or twenty nine years okay. where it was. I think they were adhering much more to like the novel in this one. Sure. Um. Yeah, the original one, it had Tim Curry. He was good. That one was really weird though. And I've seen it. it was it's like weird. it was good and bad for like what it wanted to do, but this one especially a couple scenes like when it came out of the projector and was yeah. like smashing its hands around, it looked like a puppet and the projector kept going, so it looked like one of those black light things that you see in like mm-hmm. haunted houses where you're not quite sure if it's moving or not. That was creepy. There were just a couple different things that like truly I was like, "Wow." Like this is actually a good horror film, and I do feel slightly scared, and it mm-hmm. didn't totally rely on like that cheap, crappy tactic of, like, then we're going to do a jump scare, then we're going to do another jump scare, then we're going to do some really crappy plot building. It was like everything pretty much had a purpose, and even though it felt like it ran a little long,
1: it was, it was worth
0: long. it in the end. But so, yeah,
1: so I'm on board. But it-
0: that is my recommendation. I... Strongly suggest you see it before Halloween or before it leaves the theaters since I'm pretty sure the celebration here won't be playing it for pretty much longer. But that's our episode for the day. Love it, hate it. Tell us about your own opinions about Rick and Morty, Blade Runner, Star Wars, or it, if you'd like. Um, you can find us on Facebook at The Raven Geeks.
1: You can also find us at tw- on Twitter at Raven Geeks or on iTunes with CM Life Podcast.
0: Yep, and you can also check us out online on the CM Life website at cm-life.com. Till next time, geek fans, same bat time, same bat town.